You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast. Except when we're not. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're doing our, I love these, our best of year, you know, best of 2019. Is this our third time now doing best of? Third or fourth, maybe even. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a lot. We've done, these are popular though. People like these episodes, so I'm excited to get in into this because these are, these are uh, mainstays of the, uh, of the Analog Jones uh, canon here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it was fun. Uh, I didn't get to see as many movies as I would like to. I know you've destroyed me on the amount of movies. I saw a disgusting amount of movies. Like, so, I saw so many movies this year that I was like, I can't do this again. <laughs> and I've been making a conscious effort as 2020 has started to see less movies, you know, to give myself time to breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty crazy. Uh, I gotta admit that. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I just try to see everything, and then I'm and then I end up not liking most of it anyway. So I'm like, I need to pump the brakes a little bit. So 2020 is going to be a slower year for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you'll be able to breathe. Uh, here's the ones you will not see on my list because I just uh, I didn't get to see them. And uh, Knives Out, that's out currently when we're recording this. Parasite. Really wanted to see that, but I just kept putting it off, mm-hmm. and then before I knew it, we're here. The Farewell, I heard that was something. I don't know if that would ever make my top ten, but, you know, hey, John Wick 3 was a disappointing one. I still haven't seen it, and no. I, don't, I don't know no. why. Dr. Sleep? Mm-hmm. A lot of people miss that one. Yeah. Uh, the Beach Bum? Okay. Uh, Pain and Glory? Okay. Antonio? Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ad Astro? Yeah, I made, I made a stay at Astro, and I really wanted to yeah. see it. That's one I missed that I really wanted to see. All right. Did you miss any that you wanted to see? Besides that, uh, I didn't see The Irishman. I wanted to see that. Um, That's a long one. Uh, I like Scorsese a lot, so I probably will like that, but I just I haven't. Like, if I have three hours, I'm going to watch two movies. I'm not going to watch one. That's basically what it comes down to, and that's why I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it at Astra. I haven't seen Marriage Story, and that's getting a lot of awards. I probably won't like that, though. Yeah, those are kind of it for me that I like really wanted to make an effort to see mm-hmm. and didn't yet. Yeah. Well, okay, we've got them. So uh, let's go right into our honorable mentions. I'll start. Uh, Her Smell with uh, Elizabeth Moss. I didn't see that. Yeah, I know it's on HBO right now. Okay. And uh, I just I didn't get to see it. There's too much. <laughs> Like, there's all these streaming services. I can't keep up. It's hard. So this is an honorable mention that you did see, though? You did no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't get to see. Sorry. Oh, my bad. Still no. I just totally screwed up. I read my, my, my list that I wrote wrong. Oh, no. okay. Uh, not honorable mention. That was one. That was the last one that I wrote on the other page. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, um, I didn't see that either. Yeah. So, okay. Now my real honorable mentions. Uh, Uncut Gems was spectacular. But... Uh, it was mostly I put it up there because Adam Sandler was spectacular. Yeah, he's amazing in that movie. Yeah, he's and amazing. I think it's a damn good movie, and it would have made my top twenty. Mm-hmm. Just didn't make my top top. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about it too much because it's in my list. 
Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I figured it's a. I mean, yeah. I, it, it is in my list. Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man was good. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Taron uh, Edgerton and Jamie Bell. Very good. Very, Very good. good. Yeah, Very good performances. Good. I don't know if any of it's true, and I uh, doesn't whatever. matter. I, it makes for a good story. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, Joker just missed it. Um, uh, Joker's in my like kind of honorable mention area too. Yeah, that was. I mean, Todd Phillips um, writing that and putting that together, and Joaquin Phoenix. You just got to see it for him. Yeah, Joaquin's excellent in the movie. Obviously, all awards that he's been getting have been deserved. He's very good. I like Todd Phillips as a filmmaker too. So like, I, I was exciting to see him take on this property, mm-hmm. and I thought he did a good job with it. It's a little bit questionable of like what it means, but I think that's also the point of it. So yeah. Yeah, and my other honorable uh, mention, well, two animations, uh, Abominable, the Yeti no, DreamWorks. It's cute. It. it was really cute. I uh, probably would like it. I like that. And then uh, a French film animation, uh, I Lost My Body. I'd like to thank uh, Matt Kelly for uh, suggesting that. Never heard of it. I watched it when I was traveling on the plane, and it was. it's just about a, like a hand looking for its body. Oh, okay. Nice. And it's like really, it's an art animation but uh, i just really enjoyed it like nice. it's just incredible to watch the visuals so there's mine all right i've, I've i'll just mention two honorable mentions that i have before we get into our top 10 so because like like i said jokers in mine mm-hmm. i've seen a couple of these that you've talked about and i like them uh so the two that kind of just missed my top 10 were uh, good boys i loved good boys oh, yeah. very funny that's uh, another one i didn't see oh you missed that one mm-hmm. yeah i think you'd like it it's very funny the definitely that seth rogan style humor uh he didn't write it um it's from a couple guys that worked on the office uh that wrote and directed that um very funny performances from the kids Uh, very genuine too i just like genuine movies and it's very it's not pandering it's not uh it's not mean-spirited it's just like a genuine kids movie but they swear a lot like (laughs) uh so like kids yeah basically honest just like honest yeah (laughs) like just how kids really are and then another one that I definitely want to give a special shout out to is a, a movie that popped up on Shudder uh, this year that kind of came and went really fast, but I actually like really fell in love with hard uh, was Necrotronic. Uh, it popped up on Shudder, like I said, uh, I want to say maybe in the fall um, of last year. Uh, v- pretty recent movie. It also it's from the guys who made Wormwood, another like zombie mm-hmm. movie that came out a couple of years ago. Super fun movie. I love it. I own it. Yeah, super fun movie. Australian. Yes. Um, so this is them, and it's kind of like an R-rated Ghostbusters, uh, and it's super fun. Super, super what fun. What was the name? Necrotronic. Necrotronic. Okay. It's on Shudder, so if you guys have Shudder, like, it's easily pulled up, and I, I highly recommend it. Super fun movie. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll look for that. It's... Yeah. I'm... It's it's a Ghostbusters kind of thing, and I love shit like that, so... <laughs> All right. Is that was all your honorable? Those are my honorables that I wanted to mention. So I'm ready to jump into top ten when you are. All right. I had a complete three way tie. I could not decide on any of these. Got lazy and just didn't do it. So I'm okay. gonna read them all. Okay. Shazam. Okay. Super fun. Loved it. Super fun. Rewatched it. Still loved it. Uh, when you know, just putting Zachary Levy and that um, Jake Dylan kid together. Loved the chemistry between those two. It was incredible. Loved it. Every minute of it. Uh, Dolmite is my name. Oh, I missed that's one I missed that I wanted to see. Oh, man. I missed that one. It's on Netflix. I'll watch it. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I'm sure I will love that too. Loved it. Uh, Eddie Murphy just goes back to the top. 
That was incredible. Great. Great. And another tie, and I know it's kind of cheating, I just didn't finish it, was Skin, also with Jamie Bell. Uh, A24 film, and it has Danielle McDonald in it. He is a neo-Nazi, born into it, complete, you know, like face tattoos, and he's fucked up. Mm. And he falls in love, he's trying to get out. It is just all in common. It's creepy, it's dark, it's real. There are scenes in it where I was just like, tense. I'm like, oh shit, how are you going to pull this off? Yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, I'm impressed. A24 has become kind of like, like at the beginning of A24, I'd say like three, four years ago, I was like, oh, you're going to be one of these. Like where I'm like, mm. I kind of still can't stand A24. I know. <laughs> I, I think we're exact opposite because I've loved a lot of A24 films this year. I, uh, I, I'm usually, and there's the obvious exceptions and one of them's in my top 10, yeah. but like or two of them, I think are in my top 10. Uh, there's exceptions, but, uh, they are, they're sort of like film school approach just, you know, reminds me of mm-hmm. the most obnoxious kids in my classes that I couldn't stand. So overall, I'm not huge on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it really depends on some of the, if they're absurd, this one's not absurd. Um, uh, it's just wow, dark, dark. Yeah. Um, I, this actually to me doesn't really feel like an A24 film. Uh, it just happened to be, and that really depends on who the writer and director is, and who the you know. Yeah. I mean, I know who you don't like in A twenty four. If Ari Aster's name or Robert uh, uh, Eggers' name is on it, I'm not interested. Oh, I can't. Wait. <laughs> can't wait to get down farther in my list. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love absurd. All right, all right. You love schizophrenic. I, like I love crazy. Abs- I love over the top <laughs> absurd. I mean, if you've ever listened to my other top tens, yeah. Um, Especially last year, <laughs> my number one film, uh, Horse Penis. Yes. All I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. That movie was a dick. I like that movie. I like that movie. But uh, it was... You see but it wasn't it in is. my top ten. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Is that your ten? Yeah, it's a, that's my Three or your ten? Uh, uh, cheating. Yeah, that's all right. My number ten is uh, one of the biggest surprises of the year for me, and I'm not even joking when I say this. Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold was one of the funniest movies I saw all year long. It's the Dora the Explorer movie. It takes a tone of like the 90s, like SNL movies. And it's very absurd, very over the top, not for kids. Like, uh, but Mm. obviously within the frame of a kid's movie. Uh, But a lot of dark jokes in it and stuff like that. Very funny. If you liked like stuff like, honestly, if you like stuff like Wayne's World, Coneheads, Night at the Roxbury, this falls in with those kind of movies. It's that type of humor. But in in the guise of a Dora the Explorer movie. Genius. The way they handle it, the way the humor. One of the funniest movies I saw all year. Wow. Alright, yeah, that's a surprise. Yeah. And I totally was caught off guard by that one, for sure. Uh, here's one I was caught off guard because, uh, uh, you know, I know this is probably on a lot of people's tops, <laughs> but when I saw it, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Uh, but someone um, suggested it. They're like, oh, it's like the the girl's version of Superbad. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Booksmart. Loved it. Oh, I loved Booksmart. Booksmart was the next honorable mention on my list, if yeah. I would have kept going. Uh, yeah, that movie's awesome. I love yeah. Booksmart. And then I looked up, I was like, wait, Olivia Wilde? Like, no, no, I saw her credit at the end, directed by Olivia Wilde, and I'm like, wait, like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olivia Wilde? She comes out swinging, like, for that's a hell of a debut. That is a hell of a debut movie. Yeah, yeah, that was... Whew. 
Wow, good job. That's all really I have to say about it. It's just like see it. And yes, the comparisons of Superbad are accurate. Yeah, but that's okay. And I don't care. Yeah, who cares? I love both films. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for coming of age movies. I'm a sucker yeah. for like high school movies. This one nails it. I, yeah. I'm with you. I, I just missed my list. Like, I love that movie. Uh, my number nine is something we've talked extensively about, and that's fucking Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. It's in my top 10 because I still had a blast with it. That wouldn't even make my top 25. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I, I'm a, such a Star Wars geek, and it, it scratched an itch for me. And, you know, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but it's, it's in, I made my top 10 because I really had a good time with it. And you want to piss off fanboys. I just yeah, hope. Take take it. I loved it. <laughs> hate me. Uh, I loved it. Oh, man. You're going to fucking hate my number eight. All right. One of the funniest movies of the year, Midsummer. Okay. Yeah. No, that movie was very up its own ass in my opinion. So. <laughs> I laughed so much in that film. Oh, man. Oh, I'm laughing at this film. One of the best comedies of the year. Cool, you got something out of it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was so stupidly over the top. Yeah, I, I just like... Like, Ari Aster's got a whiff of his own shit, and he is just up his own ass. Like, he loves himself. And you could tell with every long shot and every design detail, it's like, yeah. you are obnoxious, bro. Not my shit at all. Give me more. <laughs> Man, you make me laugh hard. I, I know I am in the minority in not liking that movie. I know I really loved it, but, like, not my thing at all. Well, I, I just love when people are like, oh, it's one of the most horror movies I've seen since Hereditary. Yeah. And I'm like, Hereditary actually freaked me out. This, I cracked up. The girl's like, ah, my wife is over. And I get it. Her sister killed herself and then killed the parents on accident on purpose. I never caught really why. I've watched the movie twice. I don't care. <laughs> like, the whole point was to me is like, right when they get to the whole Swedish pagan whatever, and they, they jump off the rock, after that point laughing the whole way because like <laughs> it is it's funny to me because it's, he's so absurdist. in love with himself yes yes <laughs> and his characters like everything they do everything matters yeah. oh, everything. everything everything's grand everything. and yeah. i'm like there's people they're like you thought that was funny and i'm like are you kidding me i like if i would have saw it in the movie theater you would have hated me. <laughs> it would have got, I, I probably would have been glad to have you in my movie theater because I was in a movie theater filled with other people that were up their own ass. And we're also uh, we're in love with this movie before it even started and already had their Twitter opinions on it before the movie even rolled. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate this shit. So I am not, I'm never going to be a fan of these kind of movies. <laughs> fucking loved it. I love it when they're so over the top that they don't like... I don't know what it is. They're, like, getting so involved in their own, you know, and, like, she's basically, like, frowning the entire movie. Her boyfriend's bad, but he's not that bad. Like, he's got some legit... Just break up with her, dude. Yeah, they just need to break up in general, and then there's no movie. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, when we get to the point, and I, I was like, burn him! Burn him! Burn him! And then they burn him in a barn, and it wasn't as fun. I was like, oh... Yeah, I okay. mean, it, it, it just does Wicker Man. But I wanted an actual Wicker Man. Yeah, it does Wicker Man, but not as well as Wicker Man. So, I don't know. Not my thing, but I get it. Everybody liked it this year. I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm the only person who really, really liked it for a whole Maybe a different reason. reason. Yeah. 
but this is where my my one of my A twenty fours comes into play on my list here uh, as well. Uh, number eight for me was Uncut Gems. I yeah. Sandler gives the best performance of his career next to Punch Drunk Love, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie is tense from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just sweating the whole time. The score is incredible. The pulse of the movie is great. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the filmmaker's last movie, Good Time, which everybody liked. I thought I just didn't like it. I liked Robert Pattinson in it, but I didn't like the movie all that much. So I think they kind of took what worked in that movie and really expanded upon it and you know made their magnum opus with this movie. And Sandler was a great addition to that. And he's gives probably this, the second best performance of the year total. And I'll talk about what my favorite performance of the year was when we get to that movie. Yeah, that was yeah. He did one hell of a job acting. And kids don't gamble. Oh God, oh, so stressful. That movie was so stressful, but it was so good. It yeah, was it so really satisfying. was. <laughs> the only reason it didn't make my top ten is because I don't find myself ever rewatching it. Oh, I probably, I will yeah. probably rewatch it. It just came yeah. out on Netflix today. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why it made your top ten. I, I feel like my top ten is like a lot of ones that like I'll rewatch. Yeah, a lot of mine are probably yeah. rewatchers though that I would rewatch. So. Uh, and going on that is one movie I never want to see again, The Nightingale. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I heard it was a very pretty tough wow. sit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's actually two movies on my top ten I don't want to ever watch again. Uh, this one is not because I, did, I think it was incredible. It's just, oh, man, that's a lot of emotion. Yeah, I heard it was a bummer. I heard it was a big old bummer. Yeah. Pretty much from start to finish. <laughs> but it's so... I'm sure it's satisfying. I'm sure it's yeah. like, I'm sure it's a good watch. It but, is a very good revenge film. Uh, 2019 was uh, rough, uh, so I just haven't. I didn't watch a lot of like kind of movies like that because it was already a rough year as it was. And I, bummer movies like that. I just yeah. could not, couldn't bring myself to sit and watch. Good yeah. for you though. Yeah, <laughs> you made yeah. it through. It. Oh, I forgot one of my other honorable mentions was The Irishman, which you didn't get yeah. to see. I only reason it didn't make it, it's too fucking long. All right. Bad pacing. I believe it. So, I forgot about that. Um, sorry to break that. But, yeah, anyway, if you want to see a revenge film that's going to make you like, yeah, motherfucker. But at the same time, you're, you're going to be like, ugh, God, life sucks. <laughs> Uh, my my uh, number seven it features my favorite performance of the year next to Sandler's, but this is my number one. And it, one of the I saw already I saw it twice in theaters. I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Hustlers. Yeah. The yeah. the best uh, Martin Scorsese movie that came out this year that Martin Scorsese had nothing to do with. <laughs> it was really good. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I've I fucking loved it. J Lo gives the best performance of the year, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like hands down. She's incredible in the movie. Everybody's good in the movie, though. Everybody's good. Super watchable. I've seen it. I saw it twice in theaters, and I can't wait to watch it again. Loved it. Yeah, and visually, oh, yeah, yeah. What a visual treat that yeah. movie was. Another visual treat. Like if anyone's interested in like war movies, uh, Shadow, Chinese. War movie it has nothing to do with Hustlers. Uh, I'm just trying to move away from Hustlers, and I I don't know why. Why would I, why would I move away from Hustlers? Uh, okay, uh, my number six. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Now, um, uh, I get there is pacing problems. I get it, people. I just don't care. I thought it was beautiful. 
I can't say anything about it because I have I more to say on it later. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about it then. Okay. Um, I there are a lot of pe- it's funny to hear people like I, I just I didn't like it and I'm like oh, yeah it's beautiful I don't care like when Leo torches all the uh, Nazis just just fun amazing yeah. amazing yeah I'll I'll elaborate more in a minute yeah <laughs> uh, my number six is one that uh, a lot of people didn't like but I don't fuck fuck them I don't care I liked it a lot it chapter two it did it for me uh i like the first one better uh it chapter one was my favorite movie the year that that came out the the 80s nostalgia works on me i i liked the thing i liked i think a lot about chapter two was how epic it felt how big it felt but how much it embraced that it was a horror movie it was nice to see after sort of going through what i felt like with years of like kind of this elevated horror and this a24 horror and stuff like that it was nice when it came along and and this one this second one especially felt like it just a big budget loud fucking big cast good cast horror movie yeah i it didn't do it for me i didn't like the adults like, I didn't like their chemistry. I didn't feel like they were... I just didn't understand what we were doing. They're such dicks to each other at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I, none of it bothered me. It all worked for me. Uh, I don't think the movie's perfect by any means, but, like, just as an entertaining ride, I had a great time with it. It felt good to have, like, almost what felt like an 80s horror movie on the big screen again. And it was three hours, and it had an A-list cast. I was all in on this, and all of it worked for me. Like, even though I don't think it's a perfect movie, I had a great time with it. It, it it's a big, loud, big budget horror movie. Thank you. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> yeah, we both had horror movies in our top ten. Yours because it was big and just loud and like hit the horror. Mine because it was the funniest movie of the year. <laughs> uh, so I, I find that funny. Uh, I did enjoy a lot of. Uh, smaller horror films this year. Uh, not a lot of the bigger ones, though. Like, a lot of them, I'm like, well, I didn't get to see Dr. Sleep. And was that even a horror film, or was it oh, a horror? Oh, it's a horror, no, okay, it's a horror it? movie. Right, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a horror movie, for sure. And I heard really good things. I've heard a it's, lot of... It's yeah. solid. It's really good. Uh, what's next? What number are we on? Uh, I think that was my oh, okay. number six, so yep. yeah, number five. We're in the halfway, mo- yep. halfway point. My number five is Hustlers. Nice. And I only watched it because you said J-Lo was so good in it. And then I watched it and I was like, wow, what? Who would have thought that J-Lo would give the best performance of the year? Nothing against her. I never disliked J-Lo, but she's always kind of done the thing she's done. Yeah. And this was really like a next level performance for her. Right. Oh my God. Out of control good. You know, when people say like uh, put together an all female cast where they're like, this was it. Like, I forgot they were... This is a movie about strippers, and I forgot they were females. You know Like, I never looked at it that way. They were just characters getting through their life. Yeah, the, and it was incredible. And I, and I get tired of the... Like, because I'm bringing it up because I hear it so much. Yeah. And, like, this works. All of this it works. This was a hell of a story. All of it works. She is superb. And the story is engaging. Like, I enjoyed it from start to finish. There was no pausing. Uh, like, I held my pee. <laughs> like, I wanted to see this. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a rock-solid movie. It's not super long, either. Like, it flies. The movie flies by. Covers a lot of ground in yeah, the time that yeah. it, like, flies. Um, yeah. Great, and just great performances all around from all the ladies. But J-Lo, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. And the story. 
Wow. Yeah, it's a captivating story. Great yeah. thing to make a movie into. Very cinematic. Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm saying about it. Just see it. Yeah. Just, well, all right, what do you got for your halfway? Uh, number five for me, another horror movie. This is kind of my horror section. Um, is One Cut of the Dead, which is another Shutter one. Yeah. Uh, what up? This movie. I don't want to tell you anything about it because I don't want to ruin it for you because you just have to watch it. But it is straight up a masterpiece. Is it Korean or? I think it's Japanese. Japanese. I think, but I'm not positive. Okay, but uh, it's on. Like I said, it's on Shutter now. It, it uh, had a rocky release when it got like leaked on uh, Amazon Prime early, like at the beginning of this year um, or 2019, and then uh, it got you know pulled off. Uh, and that's when Amazon started cracking down on people uploading stuff. Um, yeah, and then and then the indie filmmakers got fucked because of it. Uh, and then this finally Shutter finally put this out mid year. Uh, and man, am I glad I didn't read anything about it. I didn't watch any trailers. Uh, yeah, no, but basically, I just thought that One Cut of the Dead was, like, something really special. Don't look anything up. Don't watch any trailers. Just jump in. I think it's, it's, uh, if you're a horror fan, it's really something quite special. Alright, yeah, I'll look into it. I'm glad it's on Shutter. Yeah. So, and hopefully the filmmakers make some money back somehow from the leak. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be okay. I think I think Shutter helps a lot right. uh, being Good. on there instead of just you know sitting on Amazon Prime. So yeah, number four going into mine is the surprise that I never thought this type of film would ever make my top ten. Because when I saw it, like other people, they're like, it's one of the best acting performances of the year. This ensemble is amazing, and I'm like, ah, whatever. Uh, and Sarah was gone one night, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. It's on Netflix. Why not? And it's the Marriage Story. <laughs> wow. You know when they say like movies are engaging, I, I don't remember anything happening from start to finish around me because watching I was just watching it, and like Laura Dern's character, like at the same, pisses me off, and but makes me interested at the same time, and she definitely. She might win. I don't know. She might. Yeah, know. she's a favorite to win this year. Yeah, because I, yeah, I mean, she gave me the reactions. But <laughs> what really, I think it was personal too, you know, like preparing for a wedding and everything and just watching two people get, just separate. And it's, it's, it was depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also like back and forth in my mind is like, oh, is it her fault? Is it his fault? And yeah, I'm back and back and back and back. And then thinking about the kid, like all these things were happening feelings in my head. And then the movie was over Mm -hmm. and the entire time I was engaged. And this is another one. I I don't know if I want to rewatch it, but I kind of want to watch it with Sarah. And it was just, I'm like smashing my face with my hands because like there's so many emotions going on and I don't like these type of films, but this one had me fully engaged with, you know, like he's a theater uh, producer and he's successful and she wants to be an actor and she's going to be in his play and then she goes to California and like this is like all over the place. And then just how it ended felt so real. Because there was no big, like, spectacular. It's just, like, what happens. And you can read about it. It's just... And it's not even a big deal. It's just... It's something that you would do for someone that you care about. And that's over. And, you know, life's gone on. And I don't know what it was. Like, I just felt a big pit in my stomach that, like... I was like... 
you know, this movie made me feel a lot of things. So I, I was just, I was just surprised. Because this is not the type of film I ever want to watch. I didn't see it because it's not the kind of movie that I ever want to watch. Uh, so I didn't see it, but I know I'm going to probably watch it before the Oscars because it's nominated for so many things. Um, and it's one of the couple Oscar movies I didn't see. So I will end up watching this eventually, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I was. <coughs> I didn't think... I thought this would be one of like, oh yeah, I get it. Whatever. Mm. It's like a couple other movies I've seen throughout the years where people are like, it's an emotional roller coaster. And this one actually was to me. And nice. probably because I related. I didn't relate to being married and like having a divorce and everything, but just like, just watching two people that loved each other go, <laughs> felt weird. Yeah. But it was really good. And they felt like, I really honestly, I was like, Adam and Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson, I'm going to assume they were in a, uh, a secret relationship uh, in the past, because <laughs> they're good. They're really good. And Laura Dern is really, really good. She, she might win. Like, she might win the uh, the best supporting? Yeah, best sure, supporting actress. I don't know. Um, yeah, she might win. So... I don't Apparently you're not alone in thinking that. I, I don't even know like anyone who's... I don't care about the Oscars this year. I just don't care. Oh, yeah. It never, it never matters. I always watch it. I just I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just like, I don't care, but I'm going to watch it. Like the, None of it matters, though, to me. Uh, it was fun watching um, La La Land get shit on that one year because I fucking hated that movie. But like The win, not win? The win, not win was really fucking satisfying. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't care about the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that was number four, so we need my number four now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, this is the last horror movie in my little cluster of horror movies here, uh, was a movie that came out very, like, in December, so late 2019, but it was easily my favorite horror movie of the year. Uh, it's called Daniel Isn't Real. Um, it's from the director of Some Kind of Hate, if you saw that, um, indie, that came out a few years ago, and it's from Elijah Wood's uh, production company, Spectre Vision. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's got a great uh, not lead, but I, the Daniel character, the 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 sociopathic, uh, psychopathic, imaginary friend is played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, Arnold's son, and he gives a Patrick Bateman level uh, American Psycho kind of performance in this movie that is so watchable and so fun, and the movie itself is like it feels kind of like a Jacob's Ladder kind of you know late 80s early 90s kind of vibe but not you know it's it's still a modern thing but it has that kind of touch to it that is really satisfying and uh, great performances great story uh great use of horror uh to tell an allegory about mental illness uh this movie rules plain and simple all right yeah i I remember seeing the trailer for it uh is it like streaming anywhere or is it I think it rent? just I think it's still just rent. Uh, I do think the idea is that it is going to go to shutter though. Okay. I love th- that Spectrum is that what it is? Spectre Vision. Spectre Vision. Yeah, they've they've had some movies through the years where I'm like this is really underrated. I'm surprised no one talks about it. Yeah, they do some fun stuff and I think this is one of my sleepers of 2019 cuz not a lot of people talked about Daniel isn't real, but I think it's the best horror movie of last year. Okay, wow, that's incredible uh, coming from you, and you and it's above it. Yeah, you love it, and I so, loved it. But so. this was this was like yeah, this was the real deal. Uh, my number three was all white people. Ford versus Ferrari. Mangold's, oh, I didn't see that one. Mangold's awesome. I love it. I love James Mangold. 
I don't think he's made a bad movie. And I'm talking about Caitlin yeah. Leopold even too. Like I don't think dude's made a bad movie. <laughs> well, uh Caitlin Leopold. Um <laughs> Mm, I don't know about yeah. I'm sure it's good. I haven't seen it. I, whatever. It's fun. It's a fl- it's a fluff movie, but it's yeah. fun watch. So this one's kind of interesting because when I first saw them, I'm like, well, I love these two actors. Uh, I'll see it maybe, but I didn't see it until you could rent it, and I watched it, and it is like 152 minutes long, and it feels like 90. It goes. It covers a lot of ground, and I'm not a car guy. Mm. But I was fascinated by this. Mangle knows how to tell a story. Yeah, he does. He knows how to tell a story effectively, efficiently, and effectively. Yeah, I man, I'm telling you what, Matt Damon and um, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale, those two together, wow. And the uh, the cast around them, too, everyone plays perfect, in my opinion, and. Like, the only reason this didn't make my number one, because I really loved it, and I want to own it. And I don't like to own a lot of movies like that. Mm. But man, Mangold can, he can nail it. But my two movies ahead of it are just like, I just loved them. Okay. So, this one was like, I love it. The other two, love them. So I, I need to see it still. That's another one that's like on my Oscar list that I'm probably going to watch, you know, with like the Irishman and Marriage Story. I'll watch this one too before the Oscars, just to... You know, see, uh, I probably will really like it too. I like I said, Mangled hasn't made a bad movie, so yeah, and he made one of my favorite comic book movies of all time in Logan. Yeah, yeah. so that's a masterpiece. Yeah, that movie is yeah. excellent, no doubt. Yeah, so I'm I'm always excited to see what he does next. I just missed it in theaters. There was too much out at the same time that I, I just missed it. Well, I didn't uh, get to watch it until it was able to rent. Yeah, so, and it was an expensive rent. Yeah, because uh, it just came out, right? Like it yeah. just, it's just it's a fresh yeah. one, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like this week fresh. Oh, okay. I couldn't believe how good it was. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna jump into that one this week. You should. It's an expensive rent, though. Unless you can, uh, you know, swindle, swindle, you know, a little. I might know somebody who has a screener of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I didn't do anything. Right. My hands are clean. Uh, but Top three, go! My number three, man, this movie, uh, I guess maybe will sound like something I wouldn't like, but like, trust me, I like all these kind of movies. Uh, but this one really floored me. Uh, it's It was another kind of sleeper that came out this summer that I just thought was something really special that nobody really talked about. Uh, Gloria Bell with mm. Julianne Moore. What a, what a genuine, what a, like, just a feel-good real like grounded in reality movie that was just such like a fun watch uh i I was completely engaged the whole time and just immediately fell in love with like and from start to finish was like yeah this is everything i like it's funny like one of the writers from den of geek put that on top 50 movies you should watch this year or you should have watched last year whatever it's called Mm -hmm. and that was on there and i'm like i don't even know what that is it's it's just a it's like a it's almost like a coming of age movie, but obviously it's a woman in her fifties. But like, it's like her second, you know, second wind uh, after her kids have moved out and she's divorced and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's a Stella got her groove back kind of movie, but it's just so genuine that it, it you completely fall in love. Was she hunting dinosaurs, taking pictures of them? No, no, she has luckily escaped that franchise. No, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, she's an incredible, incredible actor. Yeah, I wish that movie got more talked about this year because I think it was something really special. But alas, it got lost in the the summer uh, movies. Yeah, it's. I mean, it didn't have explosions in it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who That's cares? what did it. But it's a great movie. Great soundtrack too. Recommend it. Highly recommend it. My number two was just one I found uh, renting at a red box. I'm like, oh, I want to see this. I like this actor. It's uh, Peanut Butter Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh yeah, loved it. Yeah, uh, I, need, I need to see that still too. So Shia Shia Booth, uh, what an actor. I mean, I really, I know he's had all these personal problems, but everything I watch him in, he is just really good. He's a good actor. Except Indiana Jones, I hated that. But, uh, but like, he's a good actor. Like, yeah, he might be, like, arrogant, he may be trouble to work with, whatever, but he, he, like, the shit shows up on screen. Dude's a good actor. Yeah, and the chemistry with him and uh, Zach, um, I think it's uh, Gattaca? The yeah he, uh, no, no, the no. actor I think he's uh, I, I, honestly I want to say he's in his early thirties uh, Down syndrome actor uh, so that's uh, I guess what I don't know if he started acting late in his life whatever it was the chemistry between these two two I think they're best friends in real life I, I think right now they're like hanging out like it just the chemistry was spot on and. The adventure, you know, the ending was over the top funny to me, uh, but the chemistry between these two, I want more adventures with them. Nice. Yeah. And and Dakota Johnson was in it. Um, I almost said Dakota Hudson. Um, Dakota Johnson was in it. Uh, she should do more like this. I like her. I, she's another one that I think, yeah. you know, she got, she's like a Kristen Stewart. She got involved in a shitty franchise and that's kind of what she's known for. But when she does things outside of that shitty franchise, she's great. I think yeah. she's a great actress. She uh, made her money. Yeah, Can't she did. Yeah, he, yeah, she did her franchise movie that was stupid, and now she can do all these fun things. And I, I'm honestly enjoying watching her career right now. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I need to see that one. I missed that one. I really, really liked it. Uh, my number two is one that you mentioned that you missed, uh, and it was number one for a long time until the end of the summer. Uh, but it was, uh, it was on my like top. It was my easily my number one for a very long time. Uh, this year, and that was the Beach Bum. I love the Beach yeah. Bum. Uh, as you guys probably know, if you've listened to this podcast or my other podcast, you know that I can be a stoner sometimes. And like, it's funny. This is like such a like a stoner movie. I have not seen it stoned. I have, you know, I've never like, I never went back and revisited it like under the influence or anything. But it is like a stoner movie. Uh, but like, it is so funny and it is so weird and it is so just like again it's like charming and genuine as well it 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 had everything i liked in a movie yeah tulip likes it too if you can hear big beach bum fan yeah uh i wanted to see it just because you know it's matthew um yeah. uh, i mean come on he it's his it's probably one of his best performances he disappears it's not for a change it's not matthew mcconaughey he is this this weird weird snaggletooth character like he's a weird guy uh it's not matthew mcconaughey he disappears in the role perfectly what's his other movie he was in this year that like really weird thriller that like just oh got... serenity serenity i saw serenity in theaters what a bizarre movie that is and I've not, heard that. not a good way <laughs> i've heard people they're like wow i've heard people say you gotta watch that is it is one of, it's like it's it's not a so bad that's good it's just so bad you kind of have to see it yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was that was one all right i guess it's on to my number one Polaroid. No, I'm fucking kidding. 
<laughs> to each their own. <laughs> I have seen it though. Uh, oh. It just dropped on Netflix, so I'm gonna watch it. Oh boy, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, yeah. I hear it's a big old piece of shit. Though. <laughs> it really is. I love it, but I'm gonna watch it. Oh uh, no, uh, my number one is Avengers Endgame. No, again, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I to each their own. No. <laughs> uh, my actual number one, real, 100% serious. Fucking love it. Two people just going insane. Black and white film. Give me the lighthouse all day. Oof. I fucking hated this. Oh, uh, yes! I hated this movie. What, a... what the fart jokes? Uh, I yeah. know you like me, lobster! I know it! Uh, nothing in this movie worked for me. Oh, are you kidding the me? The performances are good at Shotwell. I'll give it that, but nothing else. Oh, I fucking love people just going, like, just claustrophobic madness. Yeah, I just think Robert Eggers is another one that just really loves the smell of his own shit. Oh, like, <laughs> can't blame him. He's one hell of an actor. Uh, I, I, it's so fucking weird. And when he, the seagull scene, I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm not talking about Pattinson. I like Pattinson. I'm talking about the director. The director really oh. loves the smell of his own shit. I love Pattinson. I think he's yeah. a great actor, and I can't wait to see him be Batman. Uh, but Ro- yeah, Robert yeah. Eggers, the director who did The Witch, which you know also wasn't a top one for me either. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that one to me, like, yeah, that one was too artsy-fartsy. Like, with this, like obviously it's artsy-fartsy, it, how it was shot, and it's all black and white, but I just love William Defoe. And Robert Pattinson, like, acting. They're yeah, just... it's, a, it's an acting movie. They're good performers, and they're oh. good in the movie, but I need more than just good acting and good cinematography. I need those, I need some bit of a story to grasp onto. I don't this give a shit. None for me. I don't give a this shit about it. nothing for me. Put them, put them in, the, in anywhere. Anywhere else, I don't care. But that whole scene was like, I know you like me, lobster! I fucking love that. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. This one is definitely one of my least favorite movies I saw in theaters. Oh this my year. gosh! I did wow. not like it at all. I just, you know, like the 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 A twenty four movies do not, love them. do not do it for me <laughs> at all. I love them all for different reasons. Skin though, like legitimately, is terrifying. But yeah, like, uh, d- yeah, not for me. Not for me. I know I'm in the minority here, and that's okay. I'm just yes. I'm I'll be on this I'll die on this hill alone. That's I mean okay. the lighthouse <laughs> is really good. It's not quite Polaroid. I mean Polaroid yeah, yeah. like reinvented film. Yes, yes. I mean they took a, a something that has never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean okay sure we had the VHS in the ring, but a Polaroid picture. Oh boy! I hear you. Oh have, boy! I hear if you shake it, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> all the demons come out. Yeah, no, but uh, I loved the lighthouse, and um, I think you're completely wrong. And I hope everyone on YouTube gives you a very negative comment. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. Uh, I've gotten it. I've I've gotten it all year long. Don't. I'm not. Uh, I can take it. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. They're going to give you a negative comment anyway, regardless yeah. of what I say. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty basic. Uh, my number one this year, obviously, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, by a long shot. Uh, like I said, Beach Bum hovered at my number one all the way until Hollywood came out. Uh, there was nothing touching um, uh, Beach Bum for a long time. And then this came out, and I was like, yep, this is everything I like. Uh, I always talk about pacing of movies. I always talk about long run times. I don't like super long movies if they don't need to be. This movie was almost three hours long. I could have watched another three hours of it. No problem. Uh, I mean, the, the Tarantino dialogue works on me. It's always worked on me. I'm a super Tarantino fan. I've, I like everything he does. Um, and this is no exception. I think this is one of his best movies. I think this is one of my favorites of his. 
uh, great performances, great story, and easily the best ending of the year. Yeah, I, easily. I, I like uh, stopped reading an article one time when someone said one of the worst films of the year was the second half of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just immediately clicked back on. It and I go, well, nope. Yeah, we're not going like, to agree. We're not no, going to see eye to eye then. I I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> that ending was. Woo! One of the best endings, one of the most satisfying endings I've seen in years. Like maybe yeah. since Inglorious Bastards when they shot up Hitler. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this is uh this was a really really satisfying ending. Um, and I, I know a lot of people have problems with the ending. Uh, they think it's too mean or whatever. But I'm like, give care. me give me fucking more of it. These people like these oh, people murdered a baby. Poor, oh, yeah. those poor murderers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am the kind of. Uh, I, I say I'm a bad liberal because I always want to, like, hurt the people that are bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just make another movie where they're in hell getting, like, you know, corkscrews jammed up their ass. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I like seeing bad people get hurt. I get a lot of satisfaction of it. So, like, that was a very satisfying ending for me. <laughs> then you're really going to like Polaroid. <laughs> I know I'm going to watch it. Like, I know I'm going to watch it. But I'm the one that's going to be punished by the end of the movie, I'm sure. Uh, Polaroid might be one of my favorite. It's really, really bad, and I just kept laughing. Then again, so could Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're one and the same. <laughs> oh man, if if I uh, yeah, if if I had an award, the Oscar would go to the moron who put Polaroid out. <laughs> oh, and it almost didn't come out for a long time because of the wine. No, no. Yeah. Polaroid, the yeah. movie, yeah. the epic. <laughs> now I'm letting you people know it's all a joke. That it, that movie sucks. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it though. I know it's. Oh, do it. Yeah, you have to. It's my brand. I have to watch it. I mean, it's um, gonna inspire you for years. <laughs> but I guess then my question, as we finish up 2019, to you is: Is there a single movie that you are most looking forward to in 2020? No. Nothing? Nothing. There's I, nothing on the I, slate I'm like, too busy. So I don't have no idea what's coming out in 2020. I, I know they're out like Ghostbusters, but I don't care. Um, I'm going to watch it. But yeah, I'm just tired of remakes. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah, I'm tired of soft reboots. I just don't care. Um, so sorry to poo-poo on it. But uh, I, why? I don't... Okay. Everything is like everything's a really maybe Halloween, but still fucking okay. We've seen these. I think I well I I've, I've been saying that I think the most anticipated movie of all time for me is finally coming out this year. The most excited I've ever been for a movie, I think, uh, and that's Bill and Ted Three. I cannot. Wait. Yeah, uh, that yeah. is easily my most anticipated of the year, and like I said, maybe my most anticipated movie ever <laughs> no i'm gonna totally watch it well i mean we're gonna podcast on it i'm sure we're going i could talk i'm good even if it's a piece of shit i could talk <laughs> I, about it for years i'm sure i am such a bill and ted fan i grew up with the movies i never have i never saw them when they came out in theaters i've obviously seen both since in theaters and like repertory screenings but mm-hmm. like I've, i'm very excited to see a brand new bill and ted movie in theaters the day that trailer drops i'm just gonna be alone by myself just weeping so don't come talk to me when the trailer comes out because that's going to be my cry time. <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, you know, Bogus Journey, which I fucking love how weird that is. Uh, again, you can see what type of films I like. Yeah. Like, there's part of me that kind of likes the second one more than the first. 
I go back and forth. Yeah, I really uh, do. Like there's some time, some days you can catch me and I'm a bogus journey person. Some days I'm an excellent adventure person. It depends, but I love them both like, yeah. a lot, like really hard. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really love it. Uh, so, I mean, you know, 2021 Polaroid 2 that's coming out. That's, that's, gonna, what. <laughs> that's what's going to be it. That's going to do it Or for The it. Fanatic 2, which Ooh. fuck that movie. I fucking hated that movie. I actually enjoyed The Fanatic, but like, I, as a trash movie. Yeah, but, it's like, trash. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, man, the first line of that movie... <laughs> I gotta poo. Is I gotta poo. And I'm just like, <laughs> yup. The moment that like uh, Devin Sawa is talking up Limp Biscuit in the car in the Fred Durst-directed movie... Yeah. Um, Pretty much anything that John Travolta does in the movie, the taxi driver ending, like it, it is, it is the real deal in terms of like trash movies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, but it's so mean to oh, that. Oh yeah. I'm like to that character and what you know, like it's. I don't get what the fuck Fred Durst was doing. Like I understand John Travolta; he's nuts. Yeah, I mean, John Travolta just wanted a, an excuse to do a big performance. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, like, well, I mean, and he has no idea what the fuck he's, like, he has no idea when to be a 10, when to be a 2. John Travolta right. is just him. Yeah, you what, like, you, you what you call action is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hair, the character, what was going on, what they were trying to say. I have no idea. But it is kind of funny in a year with, like, Joker and that. Uh, and they're kind of doing the same thing, but they're both kind of muddled messages. Yeah. <laughs> and Joker to much more effect, obviously, than Fanatic. But it's funny that like they've got to be two of the most talked about movies of 2019. I feel like when we look back at 2019 and we look at representative films of that year, I feel like it's going to be like Joker and the Fanatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Fanatic's a big one. Uh, Fred Durst has to do another movie now. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it. If like they're like, up, oh, Fred Durst is up to another movie, I'm like, what can he possibly do next? <laughs> yeah, because I, wow. Uh, that's two years in a row where like some of my, like, gaudy. Like yeah. watching John Travolta on screen and that whole story. Like, there is something fascinating by a man that has no idea what he's doing anymore. Like, right. he, he's just going and no self-awareness either no like, like none like at least nick cage is in on the joke now like john yeah. travolta has no idea that people are like freaked out by him <laughs> you are terrifying yeah you are on a, you're an alien if i'm in a room i've said this on every podcast i've ever been on but if i'm in a room with john travolta at any point in my life i need to know where john travolta is at all times not because i'm a super fan and i gotta keep an eye on him but i want to know where he is at all times. <laughs> if John Travolta's in a room, I'm on the other side. Oh, yeah, but I have an eye on him the whole time. I'm <laughs> talking back. to him, but I know where he is every every, every time. My back is against the wall, watching. I'm like, just making sure everybody's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, are you security here? No, no. Just but watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> that man freaks me out. Something's not right. Yes. All right, that's going to end it. That, you know, it was... Um, what a film! What an odd year for films. It I, really is. It I, really was yeah. a really, really, really weird year for movies. Like I feel like the whole Trump effect is gone on movies, and now it's just like angry America. And then some of them are like opposite, like Shazam, where it's just like let's just have fun. I feel like we're at a really weird part, and I, 
And none of the movies, like, in the 90s, we had all the natural disasters and the aliens and the big blockbuster Michael Bay. And then the 2000s, zombies and comic book. I don't even know where we're at right now. Yeah, I don't think we do. I don't think we do know as, like, a film watching community what we want right now, where we're at. Because we're still doing the superhero thing, but I feel like people are pretty burnt out on it. Uh, But we're still doing it. Um, yeah. we don't really have like, yeah, we have like the, tr- I feel like we had the wave of the Trump effect, like with like the get outs and stuff like that. And now it's slowed again and people are maybe making those movies again now. So we may get like a second wave of yeah. the Trump effect, but not, we're not there yet. Uh, and I think we're just coming to terms with the fact like as a society, like all, everybody is unhappy. If you're a, tr- even if you're a Trumper, if you're not a tr- like, I just think there's this general unhappiness among Americans right now. Like, I'm not saying that everybody's unhappy. I'm just saying there's a general unhappiness in America um, that I think we don't know how to quite translate to our entertainment yet. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of films that, like, I just, I when I was going through my favorite, and I'm like, well, I've kind of always been more of a darker dude with it anyway. Absurdity and stuff like that. So I'm, and you also probably aren't the best representation but i feel as a whole when i see these movies like the joker or uh, uncut gems or just keep going down this uh the marriage story Mm -hmm. um like it these are depressing and i think it's because we're all just kind of unhappy and i think that's what they're represented but like we haven't found a thing yet you know we haven't found like. Well, no, I think we have depressed. <laughs> I said, is it, are we just going to get a bunch of depressing movies for the next few I years? Th- haven't we? I mean, we have. We really have. But I, I don't know. Is, is that how we're going to kick in twenty twenty? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've heard like a lot of the movies out in January, which I've not seen one. It's just been a shit show. But it's January. That's not fair. I, I've seen a lot of this, like the. Uh, stuff in, that has come out this year like Color Out of Space was super fun I don't even know what that is the Lovecraft <laughs> Nick Cage movie hmm. uh, it's, it's super fun Underwater with Kristen Stewart was super fun uh, I just saw Gretel and Hansel uh, yesterday uh, and I loved that That was see really that good. looks like an art it is kind of yeah It, but it like it unlike sort of like the A24 horror movies, which are almost like too good to be horror almost a little bit, they feel like, this one embraces it's a horror movie. It's like an art movie, but it's like we are loving the genre. Hmm. Like we're swimming in the genre. Uh, so I really like that one. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen like any of the normal movies this year. <laughs> I've just seen the horror movies because <laughs> that's what I like. I don't, yeah, I, when it comes to January, I just wait. I mean, because you're never going to be something like The Snowman, which was oh art. Oh it was God. art on film. Uh, you know what, though? Like, when I look back on, like, 2019, I saw a lot of bad movies, and but I don't have a snowman. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, like, a snowman from 2019. No, no. Snowman, I have Fanatic, but it made me more like, ugh. Yeah, for Fanatic, yeah. it just seemed like the trash movie kind of of the year. But I don't have, like, a movie that I was just like... Like, the snowman wasn't even finished when it came to theaters, you know? Like, I don't have one for 2019. I just saw a lot of, like, mediocre bad movies. (laughs) Well, I mean, you haven't seen Polaroid yet. I guess. Maybe that'll be the one. I mean, Ebert has given it five out of five. All right. Well, I got to listen to the man. He obviously knows what he's talking about from Beyond the Grave. So, (laughs) There's only one film he rose from the grave for as a zombie and reviewed. It's Polaroid. Polaroid. (laughs) Great. Got to see it. It's, it's it's epic. Um, 
Yeah, that was uh, one hell of a talk. So I'm glad we could do it. Uh, come back next week when we have no idea what we're doing next week. We're, we'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? It's your dartboard. Oh, so I just sit and pick a couple? All right. Yeah. I'll find a couple. Well, it's got to we get balance. Yeah. All right. I'll figure something out. All right. Uh, remember to be kind. And rewind. I don't think we're supposed to do that on these. Well, goodbye then. Bye. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>